In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Oh, my Lord, we're going to be looking at history when it comes to Israel, when it comes to the Southern Kingdom. History. And we're going to see how we need the prophet. Oh, yes, the church is in need of the prophetic. We're in need of the prophetic during these dark days. I'm going to give you 1 Kings 16, verse 29. In the 38th year of King Asa of Judah, that's the southern kingdom, Ahab, son of Omri, began to reign over Israel. That's the northern kingdom. Ahab, son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria for 22 years. And he was not a good king. He was an evil king. Why? Because he worshipped false gods. He worshipped Baal and Asherah. Let's continue. Ahab, son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord, more than all who were before him. And as it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, he took as his wife Jezebel, daughter of King Ethbal of the Sidonians, and served Baal. If Ahab is evil, Jezebel is evil twice as much. Oh, yes, she brought in to the northern kingdom the gods that are not gods, the gods that have to do with sex. Asherah and Baal, they were worshipped on the mountain. They were sex gods. In order to worship them, you had to go to the temple prostitute. This is so sick. They gave up the worship of God for the worship of Baal and Asherah. Ahab erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. Ahab also made a sacred pole, it's a sex pole. Ahab did not, did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than had all the kings of Israel who were before him. It's an evil man. It's an evil man. And I'm going to tell you, when you do evil, the earth is going to respond to the evil. When you do good in Jesus' name, the earth will respond to the good that we do in Jesus' name. You say, I don't believe that. Well, that's true. It's true. Let's continue. Chapter 17. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, 
there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. In other words, no rain until Elijah says it's going to rain. This is all because he worshipped false gods. The earth responds to it. Let's continue. The word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go from here and turn eastward and hide yourself into Wadi Cherith, that's Elijah, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the Wadi that I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the Wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the wadi. So he's being provided for. But you know what? When he said it's not going to rain, it's going to affect him too. But after a while, the wadi dried up because there was no rain in the land. So what does he have to do? He has to find provision someplace else. Elijah needs to find provision someplace else. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. These are not Jewish people. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was gathering sticks. He called her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in the jar and a little oil in a jug. I am gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. In other words, I don't have much, just have enough for one meal. And the prophet's asking for bread and water. You see, because of the hospitality rule, she's got to do it. But she's going to be blessed. She's going to be blessed. I tell you, when you do things in Christ, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. That's a real thing. And the earth responds to it. Do not be afraid, Elijah said. Go and do as I have said. But first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards make something for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. This is a prophetic word. And guess what? It happened. The flour and the oil didn't run out. It will run out when rain starts. 
by the word of the prophet. Oh, how we need the word of the prophet during these days. Speak not of sex over the radio in music. Speak Jesus. Speak the truth in love, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. So she went and did as Elijah said, so that she was as well as he in her household. They ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Where are the prophets today? Where are they? We need people to prophesy. We're living in a dark age. We need people to prophesy that God has light in store for us, that God wants to do something new because he loves us. Where are the prophets? Oh, we have a lot of people. We have a lot of priests. But you see, I was taught in the seminary that the priest and the prophet balance themselves off. The priest was happy doing what he was doing. The prophet engaged the priest to do something else. You see, that's life. Chapter 6, 17, verse 17. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, the son became ill, and his illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. He died. The widow's son died. She then said to Elijah, What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin in remembrance and to cause the death of my son. But Elijah said to her, Give me your son. He took him from her bosom, carried him up into the upper chamber where he was lodging, and laid him on his own bed. He cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I was saying by killing her son. Then he stretched himself upon the child three times, and he cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. The Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. The life of the child came into him again, and he was revived. We remember what happened just recently in Ireland. Maria Vadia was doing a conference. She was on her second conference, and there was some noise in the congregation. And so she went to see what it was. And a woman had died. She was dead. And Maria rebuked the spirit of death for 10 minutes and prayed that the life of God would come into her. And everyone was praying in the spirit. And guess what? She came back to life. Just like 
the widow of Zarephath's son. Oh yes, Maria is a prophetess. Thank God for her. Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and gave him back to his mother. Then Elijah said, See, your son is alive. So the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is in your mouth and truth. Again, I want you to prophesy truth to the nation of the United States. Truth to the nation of the United States. And what is the truth? Jesus is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Prophesy truth to those people in the United States, that the word of God might come out and people might turn their lives over to Jesus Christ. The name of the broadcast is In Season and Out of Season. I preach the word of God because if people listen and give their lives to Jesus, they're in God's favor. If they don't and they die, guess where they go? We don't want anyone going to hell. We want everyone to believe the truth, that Jesus Christ is the truth, the way and the life. Chapter 18. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year of the drought. So it had been three years, no rain, no rain, no rain, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab. I will send rain upon the earth. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. The famine was severe in Samaria. That's the northern kingdom. Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Now Obadiah revered the Lord God greatly. When Jezebel was killing off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets, hid them fifty to a cave, and provided them with bread and water. Then Ahab said to Obadiah, Go through the land to all the springs of the water and to all the waters. Perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and mules alive and not lose some of the animals. So they divided the land between them to pass through it. Ahab went in one direction by himself. Obadiah went in another direction by himself. As Obadiah was on the way, Elijah met him, the prophet, the man of God. How we need prophets, how we need men and women of God. Again, I'll tell you, nature responds to what we are doing in Christ. As Obadiah was on the way, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized Elijah, fell on his face and said, is it you, my Lord Elijah? He answered, It is I. Go and tell your Lord Ahab that Elijah is here. And he said, How have I sinned against God 
that you would hand your servant over to Ahab to kill me. As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom to which my Lord has not sent to seek you. And when they would say he is not here, he would require an oath of the kingdom or nation that they had not found you. He's saying, Elijah is here, is that the message to Ahab? But Elijah goes to the north, is taken quickly. I'm going to die if he doesn't really find Elijah. He is not here. He would require an oath of the kingdom or nation that they had not found you. But now you say, go and tell your Lord that Elijah is here. As soon as I have gone from you, the Spirit of the Lord will carry you. I know not where. So when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find you, he will kill me. Although I, your servant, have revered the Lord from my youth. Has it not been told, my Lord, what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets? Obadiah is going to tell Elijah what he did. The prophets of the Lord, how I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets, fifty to a cave, and provided them with bread and water. Yet now you say, go tell your Lord that Elijah is here. He will surely kill me. Elijah said, as the Lord of God hosts lives before I stand, I will surely show myself to Ahab today. So Obadiah went to Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Remember what Elijah said, it's not going to rain until I say so. That was the word of the Lord. When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Is it you, you troublemaker of Israel? Elijah answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you have, and your father's house, because you have forgotten the commandments of the Lord and followed the Baals. I'm not the troublemaker. You're the troublemaker, and the earth responds to your sin. Let's continue. Now, therefore, have all Israel assembled for me at Mount Carmel with the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. Oh, Jezebel ushered in all these false prophets. And Ahab didn't have the guts to say no. So Ahab sent to all the Israelites and assembled the prophets at Mount Carmel. Elijah then came near to all the people and said, How long will you go limping in two different ways? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. The people did not answer him a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I, even I, only am left a prophet of the Lord. 
but Baal's prophets number 450. Let two bulls be given to us. Let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it into pieces, and lay it on the wood, and put no fire on it. I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire on it. Then you call upon the name of your God, Baal, and I will call upon the name of my Lord. The God who answers by fire is indeed God. All the people answered, Well spoken. Remember what Elijah said. If our God is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. There's going to be a triumph over the priests of Baal. When Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose for yourselves one bull and prepare it first, for you are many. Then call on the name of your God, but put no fire to it. So they took the bull that was given them, prepared it, and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, crying out, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice and no answer. They limped about the altar that they had made. At noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry aloud, surely he is God. Either he is meditating or wandered away. Really, it says he's gone to the laboratory. Or he is on a journey or perhaps asleep and must be awakened. Then they cried aloud, as was the custom. They cut themselves with swords and lances until the blood gushed over them. As midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation, but there was no voice, no answer, no response. Baal is not God. They were worshiping a false god, a sex god. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come closer to me. And all the people came closer to him. First he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be your name. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. Then he made a trench around the altar, large enough to contain two meshes of seed. Next he put the wood in order. He cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood. He said, fill four jars with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. Then he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. Again, he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So that the water ran all around the altar and filled the trench where there was with water. At the time of the offering of the oblation, the prophet Elijah came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, 
that I have done all these things at your bidding. In other words, he did this because God called him to do exactly what he did. Put water over the offering. Put water over the wood. God told him to do it. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering, the wood and the stones and the dust even licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord indeed is God. The Lord indeed is God. Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. Then they seized him, and Elijah brought them down to the wadi Kishon and killed them there. The word of the Lord came to the prophet. The word of the Lord came to the prophet. It was not his word. It was the word that God gave to him. How we need prophetic people. Without the prophetic, we are pathetic. That's real. How we need people to prophesy in our days. To prophesy that God would do something new. That God would fill us with his spirit. How we need the prophetic people. When I see an eyeglass, case, eyeglass store, it says vision center. The church should be called a vision center. But there is no vision without the prophetic. There is no vision without the prophetic. Elijah won the contest and killed all the prophets of Baal. We're not into killing. We're into seeing God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.